Welcome to the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Join me for conversations about how to advocate for our kids in a one-size-fits-all world. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Okay, today we are joined by Michael Davis. He is the Special Education Assistant in the Philadelphia School District. So glad to have you, Michael. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Emily. Like, I'm grateful to be here, and I'm ready to connect on a deeper level. Absolutely. I'm just so excited that you're willing to share your personal story with everyone listening, because you shared with me very soon after we met that you felt like an outcast for most of your life. What makes you say that? Yeah, so, like, the thing is that, like, like growing up, like, I just know, like, me being a Christian and also just like the way I talk and the way I carry myself, like my thoughts, like have always been different than like the normal and like what society expects. And I always felt like I'm a trailblazer in my own right and I need to find like my own path. So that's kind of how I felt like an outcast like all my life really. And how did you handle that as a kid? Because that's a, that's a pretty overwhelming feeling as a kid even though you know as an adult you have the perspective on that and I know you've embraced being that trailblazer but was that pretty tough to process as a kid yeah I'll say like when I was a kid like when I was younger like it was pretty hard to like be unique be kind of different because I know like people like in my environment like they want to copy each other and be like everybody else so like it's hard to get ostracized for being different for me growing up and I kind of accept it like now I'm a little bit older more mature I still struggle but I can accept it now but I know just growing up like being different like can definitely hurt yeah it takes guts to be different and to own that you know yeah I mean like you need to be like real comfortable like your own skin like on a deep level and like really be self-aware just to like know who you are especially at a young age oh absolutely yeah and you said this feeling of being on the outside, being different, continued on for you in college. You had a tough time deciding what you want to major in. And you've even commented that, you know, maybe you didn't even fit the mold for college. Can you talk about how your experience was and your thoughts on the college mold? Yeah, so thing is, like, I started Temple University in 2012. I was a film major. I did that for about a semester before, like, I failed, and I switched, switched to criminal justice. But ultimately, I finished with a bachelor's in psychology. And I, I sat, so I changed my major, like, four different times, but I felt like I didn't really, like, fit to anything because I felt like I couldn't really find my path at first. And I feel like I could have done, like, a better investment in myself instead of going to college, coming out with, like, $65,000 loans in debt. Oh, yeah. You know, and what you say is a shared experience by a lot of students. How did you figure it out? I mean, how did you get from having no idea, changing your major so many times to landing on something? Yeah, so ultimately I landed like, and I ended up in psychology because I do like the study of the mind and how people operate in their whole environments. So it was a landing point for me just like to finish college. And also I was like a semester away from graduating. But ultimately, I see that my fulfillment is, like, not doing, like, psychology, really. So, like, I don't have, like, a career, and that 
degree I have, really. So that makes me unique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what what suggestions do you have for making students more clear and confident about what they major in? I mean, what what do you think could make it different for students? Because we, like we said, we know a lot of them are struggling to to know what their path should be. What do you think would help them? Yeah. So I'll just tell students just to like analyze like make a list of like their top five like strengths and like what they like to do and also like make another list of their weaknesses or dislikes and also like they should really like just experiment from like a young age like different majors and just different things in life to like ultimately figure out what they want to do and then also if they come to the conclusion that college isn't for them compared to like a different path they should do that too without being ostracized from society or even family uh, I I totally agree with what you're saying. There's no one size fits all approach, and that's true in schooling, just as it is in every other thing that we do in our careers. What's neat about you, Michael, is that you've had some you know tough experiences of feeling like an outlier, but you have not let that get you down. In fact, you've done the complete opposite. That you've used that as a motivator to help others find what makes them unique and really build upon that. So how did you turn it around? I mean, how did you change what for a lot of people feels almost like a traumatic experience in their past into something that fuels you? Yeah. So the thing is like, I rely on my faith to like, keep me going and just like keep me upright. Mm -hmm. So like a verse I used to help me is like Galatians 5, 22, 23 about just like having goodness and kindness and just spreading that to other people. So that's one thing to help me. And also like another thing to help me is just like, I know that we all have a core and like in our core, like we have like abundance and like good thoughts and also limited beliefs and self-destructive thoughts. So I decide just to like every day, like use that whole spiritual verse and also work on abundance and just being the best I can be in order to like attract other positive people myself. Absolutely. It's important to reground ourselves, sort of recenter ourselves on those things that are true and most important and positive. You know, there's a lot going on in this world today and it's easy to get stuck in that negative headspace. And then you're right. You know, not only do we attract the kind of people that we're um, with the emotions of we're giving off, but, you know, we really impact our environment. So if we're stuck in that negative space, we'll probably pull people down with us. But what I see you do all the time is you pull people up with you, which is one of your wonderful gifts that you just have this positivity and this lightness about you. And um, I'm not convinced that you actually have bad days uh, because I just can't imagine you being in a rut like that. <laughs> but talk to us about there's parents listening that have that kid that, you know, their their heart is breaking because their son or daughter is unique for whatever reason and is feeling that outcast, you know, peace, right? Is feeling like uh, maybe they're bullied or picked on or just not included. What would you say to the parents to help those kiddos through that situation? Yeah, so the thing is, like, I would just tell those parents just to, like, like really, like, listen to, like, their kids and, like, what their whole, like, 
expectations and like future ideas are about and find a way to like get them into activities and programs to like nourish and harness their talents. And also like parents need to see that ultimately like it's up to their kids to be happy, not just like what they expect of them really. So I would just tell those parents to like look into activities to help their kids grow and like even just find coaches and mentors in like those areas to help them out and even like look into some self-development programs too. Ooh, such good advice. A lot of good things in there. Talking about mentors and coaches, is there someone in your life that played that role for you? Oh, of course. Like growing up, like I've had like a barber and also like a few good men like in my life, like help me like stay in the right direction and like give me guidance. And if I didn't have guidance from those type of men, I probably like would be a different person and like let my whole negativity and environment like really affect me more so like i'm grateful to have them in my life to make me a better man and guide and just help other people in the process too Mm -hmm. and are you paying it forward now do you have some younger folks in your life that you're mentoring oh of course like i mentor like six years olds like sometimes 11 year olds and 13 year olds even 16 so I feel like it's my job to really give back because that's like innately how I am. And also just it feels like we all need to do that in some ways to like make the next person society better. And I feel like it's selfish on my part and also our part if we don't do that, really. Yes, yes, yes. And you know what? It's actually that's another strategy that we can use to help kids who are feeling alone and sad or going through a tough time is for them to invest in someone else's life because it fills their life as well, right? It helps them to feel positive and impactful and worthy and someone who contributes by pouring into somebody else's life. There's just benefits all around when we create those mentoring relationships. And I, you know, it doesn't have to be this like formal coaching process, right? It can just be Someone you look out for, someone you sit with at lunch, you know, somebody that you seek out and and make sure that they know you care about them and that you're on their team. And gosh, kids really need to know that. And that helps them get through those tough, tough times of not always fitting in, don't you think? Yeah. And uh, the thing is, like, trust me, like anything like informal, like works for me because like I'm not like a formal or corporate person. so. That helps me. And also just like, I just tell like the youth and just people period, just like I'm here for them. And in some ways, like I probably care too much. I'm probably maybe too compassionate to maybe a fault sometimes. But like, I don't think I'll be who I am if I wasn't that person though. Right. Yeah. And you can't abandon that thing that makes you you, right? Yeah. And that's, that's okay. And in fact, you're looking to capitalize, if you will, or harness that wonderful Mm -hmm. talent of yours to actually help people make an even bigger impact on their lives. Can you talk about your vision for your future? Yeah, so basically, like, I see my future, like, being good through life coaching. Because, like, right now, I'm in the process of getting my life coach certification. And also, just I want to keep growing to be, like, the best I can be. And, like, also just, like, grow and dominate in the industry. And also, I see myself like reaching out to more people 
like for their mindset and to achieve abundance in all areas of their lives. You are such an inspiration on so many levels, Michael. What does it look like in your mind to achieve abundance? What does that mean? Yeah, I'm just saying for me, like abundance is being like mentally free, financially free, like free of your emotions, free to live life on your own terms, where like nobody can determine your outcome and like tell you what to be. Mm -hmm. So, so freedom to me, like, it's just like being like unlimited. Like there's no, like you're uncapped basically. Ooh, yeah. And so many people feel capped or they don't feel free to be themselves or accomplish their goals or, you know, go for their vision. That's exciting. And I have no doubt you're going to do that for people. Why do you think as part of living an abundant life and being free, why do you think it's necessary for them to understand what makes them unique in order to get that? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, so I want people to understand, like, being unique, like, has has its own good qualities and gifts because, like, we're not supposed to be like everybody else because, like, if we were all the same, like, we would just be, like, another person, like, another guy or another woman. So I want people to see that just being unique and being true to them, they bring greatness to the table just being themselves, and they can be, like, a light in another person's world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would be... A pretty boring world if we all you know we're robots right but what else were you going to add to that yeah so I just want people to just see that like being like unique and being brave and just like being yourself like it's the best way to go that's all you can do is just be yourself because like nobody else can like be you mm -hmm. and like everything like everything you bring to the table like being yourself like you don't know how much you impact somebody just being you and just like encouraging somebody else and just bringing positivity into a world of darkness and clouds. There's a popular saying, right? You you need to be you because everyone else is already taken. Uh, yes, uh, exactly. I mean, that's a part of it. And also I'm just saying, so I just want people to see that being themselves and like being free in abundance, that is like the ultimate gift right there. And like that's the ultimate measure of like being wealthy, really, besides like monetary value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of wealthy people in the literal sense that aren't very abundant or free, you know, that certainly don't feel fulfilled or satisfied. There's so much more to what that means in life. And there's also a lot of people I know that would describe themselves as wealthy, but don't actually have much monetary wealth. Michael, if you could send a message back in time to your eight-year-old self who felt like an outcast, what would you tell eight-year-old Michael? All right. Yeah, so the thing is, like, I would tell my eight-year-old self just to, uh, just to be more, like, confident, like, in your skin and just, like, more accepting, like, of your whole flaws because nobody is perfect in this whole world. And I will tell my eight-year-old self just to, like, Keep finding your whole talents, like explore your whole ins and outs of like what makes you happy, what makes you fulfilled. I'm mean, I'm a little bit more mature and older now to see that, but back then, like I wasn't as mature or as wise to see that being unique is a gift and just being different makes you special in your own way. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so like I'll just let's say like uh, 
And also just tell my like eight-year-old self not to uh, compare yourself to a lot of people because like everybody has a different journey and like your chapter one, it's not fair to like compare your chapter one or chapter three compared to someone else's like chapter 30 or 40. I love that analogy. I've never heard anything like that before, but that's so smart because you don't know where everybody else is on the journey. And there's always more of a backstory than what we see. That's so true. And when we get in the comparison game, we almost always lose. I have the privilege of speaking to kids often, and I I always tell them to run their own race. Mm -hmm. You get in trouble when you start looking left and right. You start slowing down. So you have to just look straight ahead. Keep your eye on the prize. Mm -hmm. Keep your eye on that finish line. And you just run your heart out. When, you know, when we get into that comparison game, and this is true of adults, I mean, this is true of everybody of every age, that is just cancerous. There's no good end to comparing ourselves. And I mean, I I certainly haven't got that all figured out. I'm I'm certainly not perfect at Mm -hmm. not doing that. But yes, and that's the tricky part is for kids, and especially misfits. I mean, they feel like a misfit because they're being compared to the quote unquote fit in. And it's just so sad that we, you know, for whatever reason, it's just human nature. We, we just, we set people up for this comparison. And unfortunately, so many kids just feel like uh, they just, they don't win that game, you know? Yeah. Uh And also like the thing is like, there's like something always to look forward to. Like there's always something to live for. And I just know for myself, like I, I compare myself to people like my own field, like Joel Osteen, Bishop Jakes and Tony Robbins, David Goggins. So I mean, it happens to me a few times and like I end up kind of feeling worse because I see them like being more established and far compared to me right now. And like me comparing myself to them just makes me feel bad. But the thing is that Joe Olsen can't be me. Yes. David, Go- David Goggins can't be me. Tony Robbins can't be me. That's right. Only you can be you. So the thing is, like, I need to, like, uh, like reframe and, like, use perspective on those type of situations to get, like, little victories in my life. Yeah, and that same thought process is so true for kids or, um, you know, young young people, young adults. Is It's all about how we frame the situation, and as parents, we can help them to do that, put it in the right kind of perspective, encourage them not to be somebody else, somebody they're not, but exactly who they are, encourage them to embrace those things that make them unique and talented find those mentors and powerful positive relationships in our lives and you know just i love that you also you talked about the checklist of things that you love and the things that you don't you know really getting all those experiences as early as often varied experiences so you can find that passion that thing that really drives us each of us to put in all the effort and go all in. And I find that when young people get that fire in their belly, so to speak, Mm -hmm. it sets them on this like unstoppable path. And they really start to care a heck of a lot less as to, you know, what everybody else is doing around them, right? Because they've got their vision set. Don't you think? Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I feel like when somebody's hungry, like there's no stopping them at all. Like when someone's hungry, like they'll keep eating and just keep like searching for more food, more opportunities. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is that we need to have like this type of self-determination, self-starter mentality in order to like achieve our goals. 
Mm-hmm. And we often get that hunger by having setbacks. So when we experience the tough times, the difficult times, you know, feeling like things aren't quite right, I think that only serves to when we can harness those and, you know, work those to our good as you do. Those build our character, build our resilience, and allow us to keep striving. So, Michael, I am so glad that you've turned experiences all throughout your life that others might have really let get them down. You have turned those into not only something that's really powerful and positive for you, but now you are living to promote that in others, to help other people understand um, who they are uniquely and be exactly the best version of themselves. So I love what you're doing, Michael. Keep up the good work. And thanks so much again for sharing your story with all of us. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We also invite you to visit us at mothersofmisfits.com.